0: So, I ain't wait this hard since I was 18 Apologize if I say Anything I don't mean Like what's up with your best friend We get all have some fun to in. And what's up with these new niggas And why they think it all comes up?
1: One bleeds red And one bleeds blue Two friends, one heated rivalry. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. All right, let's go. On Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio. With your host, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347 324 Four oh four, Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. Good morning,
2: Vietnam. Mikey, it is Red versus Blue Friday Night Football. Wherever you may be, thanks for making us part of your night. Scott Atkins, team legacy in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. As always, joined by the big blue co-hosts from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Michael Trent, Mikey, the Wildcats. Again, uh, first half, competitive, tight game, second half, blow the doors open. You're looking pretty good for that. Obviously, the number one seeds in the bag and very likely a deep run for a magical year for those Wildcats. Well,
0: you know, it looks pretty good, Scott, but, uh, you know, I'm just kind of standing pat, the pants, kind of just laying low. Let's see what happens, and uh, we'll go from there.
2: Staying humble. Got to stay humble. Yeah, yep. the the little yep. Cardinals uh, absolutely to. fell apart and imploded. Uh, without Chris Jones, they are really hurting for point guard play, for symmetry in the offense, just any kind of – Anything, yeah. uh, that second half was hideous, and the, the Tar Heels, I was home watching that game, and it was uh, it was a real tough second half to watch. First half, excellent. Second half, North Carolina looked like much the better well, team, and they just really took the heart away, man. It was
0: bad. Yeah, you know, Scott, uh, you know, I was riding into work, and I'm going, man, Louisville's up nine, and I'm hearing about uh, the field goal uh, percentage, how they were shooting. I'm going, that's not Louisville. I said, this don't look good. They're not going to keep doing this, and uh, it was too bad they, they weren't able to do it. But I hope they make a run, and uh, it's going to be a fun uh, ACC tournament, uh, and it's going to be a fun, let's face it, NCAA tournament. That's what matters. I mean, a lot of these t- uh, conference tournaments, I mean, they're a lot of fun. Yeah, whoop-de-do, but uh, the big the big time comes uh, Sunday at six six thirty.
2: I do want to talk about that at the beginning of this show. Again, this is the Red versus Blue show. You can dial us up at 347-324-5404. That's the number, the digits. On Twitter, at RedBlueRadio. And then, yeah, hit us up on uh, Gmail if you have any questions. RedBlueRadio, the Gmail inbox. Red Blue Radio at gmail.com. Uh, Mike, this weekend the NCAA brackets do release on Sunday night. We're going to talk about NFL free agent hysteria. Uh, free agent uh-huh. frenzy, the storm that has hit of 2015, nothing we've ever seen like it before in the history of the National nope. Football League. I almost think it's a publicity stunt for the NFL to get things going back, the positive mojo again. Nothing like 100 trades uh, of key personnel around the league to spark interest in the NFL when interest was waning for various off-the-field reasons, oh. uh, the Ray Rice situation and all of the uh, the things that surrounded that, and then you had – uh, the other scandal that popped up and and uh then you have the tra- the trauma the head injuries and all this stuff is it really looking bleak for the NFL and the hu- the future perhaps uh the, the behemoth of the NFL possibly you know uh suffering a hit and then all of a sudden you have this this free agent hysteria frenzy along with all the trading of all the top players uh it, it makes the plate gate look like a thing of the past so it, it, we are going to talk about that but Mike before we do the bracket challenge that Scout has put out is going to be amazing. I've never seen. It took a while for us to figure right. this out. How how was this going to be different? The Scout weekly bracket challenge. Everybody does the brackets, and we love to do the brackets. That's why we always do them every year. But it was missing a little twist because what happens after that first weekend? If you if you play your bracket and it's completely toast, you're out of it. You're out of it, especially if there's a big blockbuster yep. uh, whack, uh, whack on the head or something. So what we created was the weekly bracket challenge. You're going to come back to scout every week uh, before the games start, and you're going to fill out those two rounds so you'll be able to come back and actually uh, put in your picks and then come back for more and, and make, it, uh, make it a new competition every single uh, set of rounds. So the first two rounds you put in your picks, and you survive all the way to the Sweet 16, the next two rounds you put in your picks, you survive all the way to the Final Four. We have prizes along every step of the way. The prize packages are going to be awesome. Uh, we posted them on Facebook just so you get a, a feel for what they're going to be like. It doesn't open until Sunday night, so make sure and come back to ScoutFantasy.com or Scout.com, enter in the bracket challenge on Sunday night when it, when it becomes live. But, Mike, you'll be able to actually win trip to the Final Four, two tickets, to the final four, along with the airfare and accommodations and all that jazz, you you could be at the final four watching your Wildcats play if you have the best two opening rounds of anybody else. You know, the first two rounds deserve a very good prize, and we wanted the first two rounds to be rewarded. So the first two rounds, final four seats. The next two rounds, the Sweet 16, Elite Eight to the final four, two MLB all-star tickets along with the, along with travel and accommodation. Whoa. Can't be I not like that. No, I don't like final that. Four, <laughs> the final four, there will be some tiebreaker uh, procedures going on, but you'll have to pick the, the results of the final four in a kind of a neat, cool way. The winner of that will so, win a, a, a trip to the fantasy football world championships in September flight, airfare, accommodations, hotel, all the jet ja- and an entry into the world championships. So, Lots of other prizes to give away. Fantastics is, uh, is a sponsor. Or the Fanatics, uh, I'm sorry, the Fanatics uh, t-shirts and apparel and all that gear. NFL and shop and MLB and NCAA gear. You'll, you'll have lots of tickets there. And Ticket Monster is also a, a sponsor, as well as DraftKings. So everybody chipped in to make this thing a really cool event. American Family nice. came in and sponsored a big part of the prize pool. It's going to be a lot of fun. So Sunday night, bracket challenge, Mike, don't I mean, forget.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh whoever wins this event, uh I mean, this is in a it's an event and uh congrats to them. uh could be me. We'll see.
2: It could be it could be you. That's right. It can always be you. Um okay. So that's what we have. Now, also for Scout Fantasy, look, MLB is kicking off. We have the best One of the best high-stakes fantasy baseball players in the world, Sean Childs, breaking down all of the MLB content. Our rankings were just updated. Uh, He just sent us the new rankings. We've put up printable rankings, printable cheat sheets, and printable projections that you could export uh, to a CSV file or an Excel file or anything Uh like that that you can play around with and mess with. We also have auction cheat sheets. Everything is printable. You can take it with you to your draft and dominate on the same cheat sheets that Sean Childs himself Uses for his drafts, so only available gonna, to uh, scout members. Yep.
0: Yeah, I'll, Scott. Real quick, I want to give a real quick shout out to Sean for, you know, his work that he's done. Um, you know, I know that Perry Van Hook, he's not affiliated with Scout and you guys, but uh, you know, I'm following these guys and their uh, and, and what they're talking about because let's face it, it's crunch time. Because it's uh, it's getting ready to be uh, draft time uh, in in MLB, and this is a very tough. Uh, it, it's a tough thing to do, so uh, we're getting ready to do it. And uh, I appreciate Sean and everything he's done, and uh, you guys at Scout because, I mean, it's very valuable information. So you know, if if, if you're getting ready to get into a MLB uh, draft startup. Uh, five by five, uh, roto, whatever, whatever you want to do. Listen to Sean because he's got it.
2: Yeah, he came up with uh, a proprietary scoring system uh, for evaluating talent, and we break it down in the premium article. It's called Dominate Your Baseball Draft with Scout Score. And Scout Score is a way of evaluating projections to deliver results so when he did his research on all 30 baseball teams and then did the team profiles with each team's projections with this information we delivered our scout.com rankings based on the scout scores the scout score it gives you a fantasy owner a feel for a player's value based on the projections and even the past results and so it allows you to wait so if you drafted mike trout right okay and i'm not going to talk a lot about baseball but in 2014 he had 115 runs, 36 home runs, 111 ribby, and 16 stolen bases on 600 at-bats. He finished with a scout score of 11.24. By drafting him, what that means is you gained 11.24 points in the standings in the five offensive categories if you were able to draft average player stats for your 13 other offensive positions. So it's an, it's, but, once you get your head around this, you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, this yeah. is what I've been talking about. This is what I needed. I needed a scout score. This year, Trout's projected to have a scout score of 12.2. And we, we, he breaks that completely down. He'll tell you how many runs, how many home runs, how many ribbings, how many stolen bases, and how many at-bats. I
0: would... Yeah, I, I need to talk to him uh, a little bit, uh, but uh, <laughs> that, that would be perfect. I bet you
2: do. Yeah. yeah, you, yeah. you want you no to get him on speed now. He would help this year. He'd help a fantasy owner gain 1.66 points in batting average. points in runs, 1.78 in home runs, 2.29 in RBIs, and 2.9 in stolen bases based on his at-bats. We try not to over-project at-bats, okay? Trout projected to play at 145 games, so he has more upside with a full season of playing time. So anyway, you put all those projections together and you have your scout score. There's a whole lot more to it. That's just scraping the surface, but that's what you get when you become a scout member and you get – to really dig in and understand how these projections help you across your five-by-five five leagues. So, Mike, uh, I highly encourage everybody, go to scoutfantasy.com, yeah. click on the on the membership button, get a seven-day free trial, and you can use the code REDBLUE3. As a listener of Red versus Blue, you'll get three months for the price of one, and it'll take care of you, and you'll, and you'll be good to go. But let's get to the NFL free agency then, Mike. Let's get to it. Let's do it. This has been a wild ride. I do want to let you know that the Percy Harvin deal is not done. The Niners are making a late play for Percy Harvin. So this is going to be interesting to find out whether he goes to uh, the Niners with Kaepernick or if he is reunited with Rex Ryan and he has uh, either Matt Castle or EJ Manuel or some yet-to-be-named quarterback throwing him the ball. Now, obviously, you think he'd – I mean, look, there's more upside being with Torrey Smith – in the Niners with Kaepernick, right? Or do you think he'd be better off with if he's over there with uh, with Sammy Watkins and uh, Lashawn McCoy?
0: I think he's better off with uh, Sammy Watkins, Lashawn McCoy. I mean, <laughs> uh,
2: you, even even people, with the quarterback problems.
0: Yes, yes. T- people want to surround themselves with good people, and uh, well, you talk about a quarterback problem. A quarterback problem is uh, in San Francisco, so. Uh, you, know, you know, I think that I think that uh, two just fine.
2: I'm just checking in with everybody in the chat room. The crew here, some of the best minds in the world of high stakes fantasy sports, are in the chat room tonight. Want to give a shout out to Bright Side of Life, BCOL, Crown Their Ash, Interactive Fantasy Football, Welcome Back, Kicking Bass, and a Red Versus Blue Imposter in the chat room. So it's nice to, uh, that everybody's back uh, in the chat room tonight. Hopefully, you can hear me okay. We have been experiencing some audio difficulties with Blog Talk Radio. Hopefully, we have those resolved.
0: No, um, no, Scott. Unfortunately, we can hear you fine. And you're still a, you know, a coach fan now, right?
2: So, okay. The, the truth of the matter is, it's a confusing <laughs> time here in the Atkins household, okay? Uh, when the Jerome Reeves jersey there. for me, the
1: <laughs> the Darrell Reed jersey sure I me
2: was was one of the most difficult jerseys that I've ever had to retire in all in all my time and uh I actually uh when the signing took place I went and dug through uh a closet to find it and luckily I had not given it donated it to Goodwill. I actually did find it. It was in a pile with my Chad Pennington jersey, my Vinny Testaverde right. jersey. <laughs> um Keyshawn I like the way Martin luckily I mean Keyshawn Johnson luck-a-late. Martin Yeah yeah Now uh I did dig it back out I'm happy that Darrell Revis is back uh with my New York Jets and look the, No 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 they're whoa, doing whoa, a, they're whoa, doing whoa, a lot whoa, of good things whoa, 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 whoa. No uh
0: uh, uh uh It's not your <laughs> New York Jets We we talked about it last week You're a coach fan you gotta wear that horseshoe, man.
2: That well, horseshoe. I, I live up I live up here by the track. The racing capital of the world. We got Chuck Pagano. We we we've got Chuck Strong. We've had uh Marvin Harrison up here, Peyton Manning, now we're Reggie Hi. Wayne retiring. And now they bring in Andre Johnson and Frank Gore. Of course, it's going to be a fun year. Look, I, I'm I'm I live in Indianapolis, so I'm rooting for the Colts. But I'm also hey, a, a, well, at well, heart, I'm still the a Colts The The
0: is, let, let's face it, Darrell Revis, I mean, he needed two more months of vacation. The only reason he went to the Jets. Okay. So we don't need We
2: don't
0: by, need, we need by,
2: rudeness. He went back
0: to the Jets so he could add genuine February
2: off. It was it, it was about one thing. Show me the money. That's all it's about. That's all it's about. And 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 really, when you look back on it, Scott, get her done. Love when when, Rebus, when, you, when, Rebus, when you when you look back on it, Revis. I am the
0: smartest man alive.
2: You know, he really is. So it's uh, it's good that he's back. Well, anyway, uh,
0: I hope your Colts do well, and uh, but I think your Jets are going to outdo your Colts. As a matter of fact, believe it or not, uh, last I saw last night was uh, at NGM uh, in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. The Indian, Indianapolis Colts were the favorite to win the Super Bowl.
2: Hmm. I heard that. Yeah, that is that is rather fascinating to me. Look, there's a lot left in the tank for Andre Johnson. It's a nice target. He's never had a quarterback like Andre Johnson. What he have a few years with Matt Schaub? Was that about as good as it got? I mean, for for Andre Johnson, it's not yeah. really fair. Yep. To have a career like you've had Andre Johnson, but only to have you know now he's never been a big red zone threat, which is very surprising to me. He's never been a big touchdown guy inside the red zone, uh, which is yeah, which, again they, really surprising they, they, for Andre Johnson. But he is a chain mover. He could do a lot of great things. And, um, and Andrew Luck does Lund. a lot of great right. things. Yeah. Frank so Gore so that, is not that's done. A, that's even though we're setup. ready to put a, put the coffin in Frank Gore, it just seems like he's not done yet. Uh, but the big news again, like I said, uh, right before the show, the Vikings uh, have acquired Mike Wallace for a fifth-round pick. It's a salary dump move, that. plain and simple, a salary cap move. Uh Miami now has the money to lock up Charles Clay, if they want, to a long-term deal. And that'll be interesting because you have Jordan Cameron already locked yep. up, and now you have Charles Clay. So it, it, it's interesting because now Wallace lines up with Charles Johnson. You got Greg Jennings, and who knows what's going on with Cor- uh, Corderell Patterson, if he even has a future in the NFL, uh, a, a first-round pick there, but he could be a first-round bust. Another speed guy for Teddy Bridgewater to just launch that ball to uh, I, I like that move for the Vikings. I think they needed a little something, and I was just talking to Tim Yoder, our NFL scout correspondent for the Minnesota Vikings. He's our uh, locker room uh, credentialed reporter for the Vikes, and I was just mentioning him before this before this happened that uh, the Vikings have been surprisingly quiet. I mean, Adrian Peterson, we've been expecting this kind of a announcement about where he's going or if he's staying or going or what's going to happen, and then, you know, they they signed Oziata, They re-signed Asiata, but that was about it, and now all of a sudden – the Vikings jump into the fray with Mike Wallace. So I think that's good for, I think that's a good change of scenery yep. for Mike Wallace. It seems like his time kind of just ran its course in Miami and Jarvis Landry. Oh, this guy looks legit. Uh, Miami is yeah, making no, some move yes. though, Mike. They brought in Kenny Stills to the dolphins. Do you think that's value up for Kenny Stills or value down for Kenny Stills? I, th- I
0: think it's value up. Uh, the the biggest thing is, uh, and Domkin sue and, uh, you know, the, the things that they've done, uh, defensively to enhance that team, uh, more than anything else. Uh, but from a, uh, from a fantasy, uh, aspect, uh, you know, I, I, I hate the fact that they're, that they're losing Wallace, that, that kind of stinks, but, uh, you know, they're, they've got some other things that, uh, stepping up but uh I, I'm not so sure that uh that uh Tannehill is gonna be the guy that can really extend the field like they want.
2: Look, I really uh like this offense, the way it's shaping up. You have uh Jarvis Juice Landry who looked absolutely fantastic, had a tremendous rookie season. He's one of the few rookies That when you think about the year last year, you don't really mention his name. I don't hear his name a lot. Matter of fact, you know, you hear the Mike Evans and the Odell Beckham's and the Sammy Watkins and the Jordan Matthews and the um, uh, the Carolina Kid. Right. Um. What what was his name? I can't even think. Oh, uh, Kelvin Benjamin. You hear about those names? Benjamin. Very very rarely do you hear Juice Landry in these articles that I read for by all these awesome experts. Juice Landry, eighty four catches, seven hundred fifty yards. And five touchdowns really started to come on, and it just seemed like every single week you could block five five catches in the bag for Juice Landry. Five catches? No yeah. brainer.
0: I got Jarvis, uh I got Jarvis Landry in two uh two dynasty leagues, and I, I just love the fact that he's under the radar, so to speak. And yeah. nine that's, straight that's, weeks. Yeah. Exactly. And I just uh, I love it that way and uh I'm gonna, I'm going to play them out for about a year or two and see what happens and go from there.
2: Yeah, it's uh it's a, it's a fun time. Okay, it's trivia time here on Red versus Blue It's a special prize Uh-oh. giveaway show. We have 20 Scout fantasy bucks to load in your fantasy account for the first person in the chat room or to call us up Either one, chat room, uh, the phone number is 347-324-5404 is the number. Or you can hit us up in the chat, and we want to know the rookie behind Odell Beckham to catch the most balls in the NFL last year. The rookie to catch the most balls in the NFL last year behind Odell Beckham. It's a pretty easy one. It's a pretty easy one. So we'll go ahead and give you – no wrong. You, if you guess wrong, you're out. So don't guess wrong. But if you guess right, uh, there's a, there's an answer in the chat room, uh, Brandon Cooks. Um, Brandon Cooks is not the correct answer. And Bright Side of Life says Landry. And, you know, speak of the I'm devil, Landry. Juice Landry is the correct answer. Juice yeah, Landry I would say is the Landry. correct answer. Interactive, Sammy Watkins. Nope, that's not it. It is Bright Side Alive, Landry. Bright Side Alive, congratulations. You've won 20 Scout Fantasy Bucks for your Scout Fantasy account. Nice. We will be doing some more trivia tonight as we keep going. But let's keep going with this free agency, Mike. Uh, who's had the best free agent period in the AFC East? I, I think we have to rule out New England because they've been awfully quiet. They're going to make their moves in the draft and probably make some moves before it's in, before it's all said and done. Oh, they're, never, God, they're not really splashing. Yes. What do you it's think? It's
0: gotta be Miami. You think Miami It's gotta be Miami. Yeah, on no doubt about it.
2: Uh I think Miami has done some really good things. Obviously the Sioux is good or bad. I mean you, you pay a guy that's been such a basket case in the NFL, huge ultimate upside, but a very low floor for, for downside. He he could be an absolute bust and train wreck uh watching his behavior uh around the league. But uh, Buffalo has done some some pretty good things. They yeah. they, they quietly quietly right. Uh, I thought that what? they were going to get Charles Clay in, but they didn't. They they did get Lashawn McCoy. That was not quiet. Rex Ryan got his running back in the future. That's a big move up for Lashawn McCoy, by the way, because the way Chip Kelly was using him, and I'm really fearful for Demarco Murray now. I'm I'm I've got to be able to phrase an offer for Demarco in a devious, deceptive way now because anytime I put an offer out there that I'm offering DeMarco away, they're going to see right through it.
1: They're
2: going to be like, oh, no, I don't want any part of that timeshare yeah. situation with Ryan Matthews and, and Darren Sproles and DeMarco Murray. I don't want any part of that. You know, I've got to figure out how to get rid of – I'm afraid for DeMarco. Not, I mean, he's a beast. Trust me, he's a beast. I'm afraid the production – well, he's not going to get nearly as many touches as he did in Dallas. And let's face it, a lot of what DeMarco was able to do was based on the heavy, heavy volume that right. he had in Dallas. He'll, he should, he'll still have a good year, but his value is not anywhere near what it was when he was in Dallas.
0: You know, that's funny, Scott, because uh, before we uh, got on the show tonight, I was thinking about uh, the, uh, uh, the different players and their stock value going up or down. And DeMarco Murray. It's one value that I think goes down. I mean, I really think his stock goes down, even if it doesn't get hurt. It really – I mean, it, it goes down. I, I don't like the situation he's in. Uh, I don't know what Chip Kelly uh, – well, nobody knows. <laughs> nobody knows what Chip Kelly's doing, but I, I just don't understand this move because yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, he's an up-and-down runner and, uh, yeah. you know yeah. – Chip's not going to do it.
2: So, Well, look, know. DeMarco Murray, 13 touchdowns last year. That's not going to happen again. You know, that, that led the league. Him and He and Marshawn Lynch tied. And, look, that is an up-and-down number. So let's just put that back at the median number, like six or seven, something like that. It's going to come back to earth. His carries were 393 carries last year, okay, right. to, let's say, Matt Forte. Let's compare him to Matt Forte, 266 carries. That's 130 more carries, seven more touchdowns but only 50 more fantasy points than Matt Fortet. Yeah. So yeah. it's going to come back to earth. And when it does, when that run, when that ground carry comes back to earth and that deep, that, that touchdown number comes back to earth, his value is falling from the number one or even a top five back to just, you know, an, a, a good solid RB one at the end of the first, at the end of the top 12 there. Uh, there's, there's well, a lot well, of good back. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm, I am just uh, for instance, uh, Who's going to score more fantasy points this year, DeMarco Murray or C.J. Spiller?
2: Hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll still I mean, take DeMarco Murray in that one, yeah. DeMarco Murray, C.J. Spiller now with the New he? Orleans Saints. For those of you listening at home, C.J. Spiller is going to be splitting carries with Mark Ingram for New Orleans. I would say that's a good move for Spiller, though. I do think the value is up. Uh, I don't think Kyrie Robinson or uh, Traveris Cadet pose much of a threat. When, with a healthy C.J. Spiller, he'll form a nice Thunder-Lightning combo for he and Mark Ingram in the New Orleans Saints. Although, man, the Saints, I got to tell you, this owner, uh, wow, there's a lot of stuff going on here. Yeah. Uh, Mickey Loomis, I, I, I honestly, I think he's absolutely lost his mind. I've, yeah. I've been hearing rumors all morning about Breeze possibly being traded somewhere, even though they did come out and say that he and Cooks are the only ones that aren't on the block or something, but everybody else is fair game, and here we see Jimmy so Graham right. go. Who would have ever thought in their right mind that somebody would trade Jimmy Graham? You know, I've seen the hilarious – Oh, YouTube I couldn't video. believe it. I couldn't believe it. I've seen the hilarious Philadelphia Eagle fan going absolutely apeshit bananas talking about his Philadelphia Eagles being traded – but I gotta tell you, the Saints getting rid of Jimmy Graham and now getting rid of uh, of, of Kenny Stitt. Anybody? And I, is there anybody happier in this I, world than Brandon God. Cooks' owners right now? Brandon Cooks' owners' values through the roof. Go ahead, talk. to oh, Yeah, it's, I know, I know yeah, it's too. going through the roof. They, they gotta love it. Uh,
0: I got a text uh, at work right before the uh, the four o'clock deadline and said Jimmy Graham's been traded to Seattle. I went, whatever because yeah. that was totally yeah. under the radar. I mean, I did not expect that whatsoever, and as it comes to fruition, I'm like, "Wow, this is this is nuts." <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, this was the craziest uh, 24, 48, uh, se- uh, 72 hours that I've ever seen in uh, in in the NFL free agency. I mean, it was nuts.
2: Um, Mikey, so you know my team in the uh, the richest fireman league uh, is actually starting to take shape again. Uh, that's well, the team that it. has the Gronk, uh, Antonio Brown, uh, LaShawn McCoy, Arian Foster, Matt Stafford at quarterback. Heavy quarterback. You should have won
0: that last year.
2: It has T. Y. Hilton. It has Brandon Cooks, who I wasn't able to use much at, at all at all on the uh-huh. year. I did get a little hit with my Devontae Adams news because, uh, obviously, Randall Cobb did come back. I was pretty stoked about Devontae Adams. Tight ends, though, are disgusting on this team. Rob Gronkowski, Greg Olson, and Travis Kelsey. I mean, are you kidding me? That's, um, that's That position is covered really nicely there. And, uh, again, it's Hilton, Cooks, Antonio Brown as my anchors in that team. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty good squad,
0: so. I'll it. Uh, you know, it'll, it'll,
2: yep. it'll be I'll interesting see it. to see how we uh, how this how this dynasty. I like playing dynasty with my my buddy Mike Trent. We uh, we have several dynasty leagues that we uh, keep in touch with, and, and we got to we got to pull off a trade this year. It's been a while since you and I pulled off a trade, so we're going to need to do that. You did send me we, Teddy we Bridgewater, though. I sent you Russell Wilson last year. You sent me back Teddy Bridgewater, and was it Terrence West? I was really high on Terrence West. I think I was yep. a little too high on Terrence West. I think I was a little too high on Terrence West. Well, let me
0: I don't know. Let, let me let, let me throw this out to uh, Scott uh, real quick uh, in a past happy league. Uh, why were uh, running backs the focal point in the uh, free agency much more than wide receivers?
2: You know, there was a lot of money spent uh, on running backs, and I, I can't say that um, that's I, I'm a little disappointed in Dallas not off sending uh, DeMarco Murray a fair deal. I, I did hear, you heard about that, right? $5 million a year when he can oh, yeah. get $8 oh, yeah. on the open market. I mean, hey, doesn't it hey. have to be at least a little bit more respectable than that? When that gets out, that's a real slap in no. the face to a guy that really did. I mean, whether they can do it or not, maybe they just really couldn't do it. $8 million when you can get it, you know, it's just, sheesh. $5 million is a slap. You should have just walked him into your office and All said, right. hey, we can't get this done.
0: Yeah, bottom line is Dallas, uh, they disrespected uh, DeMarco, and he knew it. He knew it. He knew it right away. That's why he went to Philly. And uh, But, uh, you know, it's it just kind of intriguing to me as to why the, in such a pass-happy league, why the focal point, this entire uh, free agent frenzy was uh, all about the running backs.
2: Uh, Kicking bass in the chat room. Uh, it's amazing Gronk made it through the season. I wouldn't risk that again. Hmm. You know, um, huh. Huh. I just I'm just not in the business of predicting injuries. I know it, it happens. You have players that have been injury prone, uh, but then they'll, they'll come off and said. they'll have that great year. So it's it's very hard to turn Gronk down, and especially if he falls to me in the third round, second round. I'm yeah. still not. There's so many stud-wide receivers in that second round that I hate to turn them away. But, man, that third round, if, if he's sitting there for you in the third round, at any any spot in the third round, Got very to. hard to turn down. Yeah. yeah. Got, Got to. Uh, Michael Crabtree, interested, uninterested in a Niners return. What does that mean? Where do you see Crabtree landing if he doesn't land – back home in, in uh in San Fran. Where, where where's a good fit? Who needs a wide receiver know, now at this point? Man. I guess I guess I guess New Orleans does. I guess they got they got rid of Kenny Stills and Jimmy Graham. At this point Crabtree would be a nice uh, a nice get for the Saints. Well,
0: yeah, It would be uh or, or Arizona. They need a they need a wide out. Bad. Bad. So uh Arizona I can see Arizona uh, going for a crab tree uh, Stevie Johnson or even a uh, Dwayne Bolt.
2: Uh Look, so the Vikings went ahead and took Mike Wallace. We talked about that. I don't. I don't. I'm not with you that Arizona needs the wide receiver bad. If I if I had to put my finger on one place that could really use a stud wide receiver, well, obviously St. Louis Foles is going to need some help. Foles is going to need some help, especially, dude. Did you right. see they got Nick Fairley? I mean, come on, Nick Fairley. Did that defense really need another defensive line monster? I mean, really? So uh, that's a monstrous. Uh, that's a monstrous move. Uh, who else needs a wide receiver, Mike? Uh, the Jets brought in Marshall, so they're good. They have Marshall and Decker. They're good. Oh, Baltimore. So Baltimore. Torrey, uh, Joe Flacco. They're going to they're going to throw a ton this year. By the way, I love
1: David Flacco. Johnson. You
2: should be targeting him. Uh, Steve Smith is their guy right now. Uh, they got rid of Torrey Smith to San Fran. Maybe Crabtree comes up and, and lands in Baltimore. That's a potential suitor yeah. for Crabtree's bones. I could see that. I can see them swapping wide receivers. Wouldn't that be crazy? Torrey Smith goes to the Niners. Crabtree goes to the Ravens. What a crazy yep. year, dude. It's going to be so odd yep. seeing these guys in jerseys in week one when the season starts. It's going to be absolutely unreal. And then I hear Dwayne Bowe, uh, he did, he is leaving, or he's already gone for the Chiefs. But I hear he may be going to Cleveland. What do you think about that? I mean, huh. they've just got so many, they've got so many question marks. They do have Brian nah, Hartline. I, uh, Brian Hartline will be a nice little slot, kind of a slot heavy use guy. Move want, the change guy, kind of like, like Andrew Hawkins.
0: Nothing to do with Cleveland. I nothing.
2: I don't. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Uh, Raiders Gresham deal: the talks are dead for now. So Jermaine Gresham is still looking for a home. He is kind of that Oklahoma. Maybe he reunites with the Eagles, right? I mean, you get Demarco in there, you get Sam Bradford, another Oklahoma, a couple of Oklahoma guys. You get a you get a little Jermaine Gresham. Maybe that'll help. That's what you need. Yeah. Uh, we did talk about Saints shipping Kenny Stills to Miami for Ellerby in a third. We talked about that. You said his value goes up. I think the value goes down. I think anytime you lose Drew Brees uh i think it's a little difficult to say your value is going up but having said that i think there is potential to flourish i like that offense like i mentioned um we talked about jeremy macklin last week to the chiefs didn't we or had that happened yet jeremy macklin to the chiefs the value uh, i mean that's obviously down you leave a chip kelly offense for alex smith now macklin took the money but alex smith is the problem it's its not it's not enough to get, reunite andy Reid with jeremy macklin Alex Smith can't get the ball to his wide receivers. He just can't. He well, not have that skill.
0: Yeah, you know, and therein lies the, uh, the ongoing conversation about, uh, you know, do you want to win or do you want to win in fantasy football? First off, I, I think they'll win together. I think they'll really win together, but they will not win in fantasy football.
2: Oh. Well we don't even we don't even we don't even think about winning you know in real life. We just care about fantasy. That's all we care about. Okay, back well, to trivia. What I'm saying. Fantasy trivia. Again, you can call us up at the show at three four seven three two four five four zero four. This is the Scout Fantasy Hour on Red versus Blue Radio. We're talking about tight ends and we're playing a game called Who Am I? Who am I? Six foot six. I do not play the wide receiver position two hundred and sixty five pounds from Grambling State. I had a very big game where I scored thirty fantasy points in one game. After that, didn't have as much luck. Had one really monstrous game. The rest of the season is sort of kind of went downhill. One game after that of seven catches, ended the season with sixty three receptions. Travis Kelsey is not the right answer, Interactive. Good guess. Um, huh. This game was a nationally televised game, this big game. Everybody saw me do it. Everybody saw me absolutely destroy the Washington Redskins at home. Uh, Jared Cook is not the right answer, BSOL, but you can win again. Good, 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 good try there. Uh, who else is going to get this answer? What else do I have to give you guys? I've I've given you uh, just about everything. Um, I'm not a wide receiver. I'm not a wide receiver. So that should tell you the position. Mm. And after my three-touchdown game, I only had two, which happened in week four, only two touchdowns the rest of the season. Interactive fantasy football, you did guess it. We're going to give it to you. Larry Donnell. Larry Donnell is the answer. What do you think about Larry Donnell You know, I'll be there. he was a big guy, nice, nice uh option that kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, was anybody drafting Larry Donnell? No. Nobody was nope. drafting Larry Donnell. No. Nope. But first week of the season he came out on the Detroit Lions and he scored five for fifty six in the touch.
0: Yep. It was a, and nice, he was a hot out of the blue. He was a freaking hot commodity there about week two, three.
2: Look at those four. Look at that four-week stretch at the beginning of the year: five for fifty-six in a touch, oh, yeah. seven for eighty-one, six for forty-five, seven for fifty-four and three. And he followed that game up with a goose egg.
0: Yeah,
2: at, against Atlanta, and
0: then more goose eggs to follow. Unfortunately,
2: you know, isn't that like that though? You leave a guy on your bench. Yep. You leave a guy on your bench when when he goes off, and then when he goes off, you're like, oh my gosh, I've got I've got a bench. You know, you may have had Martellus Bennett that week, you know, or, or Martellus Bennett yeah. and Larry Donnell, and you started Martellus Bennett the week prior. Martellus Bennett gets eight points. You see Larry Donnell get thirty and you lose, and you're like, oh my gosh, I, I have the the biggest stud, the yeah. biggest beat in the <laughs> league. And so you put Larry Donnell in your lead, in your lineup the next week. Martellus goes off for two touchdowns and you get zero from Larry Donnell. I mean, that's how the that's how cranky sometimes the city is. Uh interactive yeah. fantasy football, just email me, redblueradio at gmail.com and we will make sure you get set up on Scout Fantasy with a $20 Scout Fantasy game credit. Uh, Fun, fun, fun. I like trivia. Okay, Mike, back to NFL free agency. There's so much to get to. Let's talk about the Sam Bradford uh, and Nick Foles move for a second. This is Chip Kelly wanting his guy. Now, some people don't want to admit that that, that Sam Bradford is the object of Chip Kelly's affection, right? You're hearing some people say Mm – that they're going to still package Sam Bradford and still package something else, you know, Ryan Matt or who knows what. They're still going to package something to move up to get Mariota in your gut of guts. Is Mariota an eagle next year?
1: No
0: way. No way. Uh I think I think Chip Kelly's made his uh he's he's played his card and uh there's no way that uh Marcus Mariota is he's he's not an eagle next year. No way.
2: Yep. Yeah. Well, I tend to agree with you because there's on other teams, right? Um, that's uh, that's number one. The, the odds are stacked against his, his favor of getting his guy. And I don't think he's going to sell the farm, so to speak, to get Mariota. I think Sam Bradford, if you remember, before the season started last year, everybody was saying that Sam Bradford's going to flourish in the St. Louis Rams offense with the, with the style of play that they're going to have. And it was it was gonna be good things for Sam Bradford. And then look, uh injuries happen and offensive line breaks down and and uh yeah, uh, I hear you kicking bass. Bradford is fragile. There's no doubt about it. Um but that offensive line. Offensive line needed help and, and they didn't seem to get Bradford enough protection. Now in Philly, it's a better offensive line, for sure. All, really suddenly right. too, because they didn't have a great offensive line with Michael Vick back in the day, but they shorted up pretty quick and They've got a pretty good thing going there, so it'll be interesting to see Sam Bradford. As strange as it sounds, you put Bradford in the best possible situation. You put him in the best possible situation. So I kind of like the move for Bradford. I I think the doubters are a little too hard on Chip Kelly right now.
0: Well, you know, it's going to be tough. Uh, The the only way to analyze what Chip Kelly has done uh, in in the last three weeks is next year. But I, I don't like what he's done. But you know, he, he's he's a mastermind supposedly. So we'll see what happens.
2: By the way, are, are you high on Martavis Bryant going into the season? Is anybody in the chat room high on Boy, Martavis Bryant? The, the, yes, sir. It seemed like to me that he is uh, he's touchdown or bust. He's touchdown or bust. So was that just because that's the way they were using him? Uh, Is there more to this story than meets the eye for Martavis Bryant? Can he be more than what he was last year in that offense that is absolutely dominated by Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown?
0: Yeah, well, Scott, you brought up a good point. Uh, I mean, this guy is a very, very good fantasy player. Uh, The bottom line is they had an opportunity to get – Whatever running backs they could, because they had cash to spend. You got to remember, Oakland—they got a ton of cash to spend, and they didn't do it. Why didn't they do it? Because they believe in that guy, and that guy's going to be their guy. So, who? I'll go with him.
2: Who? Martavis Bryant. Mhm. Uh, did you say Oakland? Or are you talking about Pittsburgh? What are you talking about? You totally lost me. What Mark. Did did you just jump subjects on me? Are you talking about the Oakland Raiders now? You said they've saved their money. Wait, hold on. I, I was going to kill the show. Right? What, is the show over, Mike? Are you still with us? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and get this out of the way. oh, oh,
0: Latavius. Which one? Are we talking uh, Latavius or Martavis? Martavis. What's, Bryant. What's Bryant? What's
2: Bryant? Martavis Bryant, the wide receiver for Pittsburgh. I got you. I get it. Martavis Latavius. That that makes okay. I'm not going to be as hard on you then, Mike. That's fair. That's fair. But we do <laughs> want to know. What, what, Everybody wants a buzzer meter update. Here we go. Okay. What is the buzzometer meter at tonight on a scale of one to ten? Seven. But
0: I tell you what, Martavis and uh, Latavius, I know, I know between them two, and that's a buzzometer of one. <laughs> what are you oh, sitting oh, on tonight? Uh, Why, how,
2: how did you get to a seven? Are, are you on uh, old Milwaukee? What is it? MJD, MGD, what is it? Coors Light. No, I've been watching. No, no, I've, I've been Light?
0: watching Kentucky. I've been watching. Miller like Kentucky basketball since one o'clock since low wind playing.
2: Free agent oh. Reggie Bush left his visit with the Patriots without an offer. Anybody think that he was going mm. go to go to New England? That does that is not a Bill Belichick kind of move. You know, uh, but yeah. he is the best yep. passing down back still available. Where could Reggie Bush end up? I'm looking at the teams. I'm trying to find a, a potential spot. Anybody know of a team that Reggie Bush would fit in well with? Ha-hoo, Cleveland. <laughs> Gosh, let's not go there. Um, uh, Jackson. <laughs> you know, the, the, the Jets need a running back. The Jets don't have a running back right now. I mean, really. Yeah, I mean, Chris Johnson is gone, so... Uh, they, they need to they need to get themselves a running back, and so I don't know. It's maybe if the veteran tour continues for the for the New York Jets, uh, Mikey. Okay, so we talked about Sam Bradford. What about Nick Foles to the Rams? You know, the, the the Rams have been waiting and waiting for Sam Bradford for so long. They finally say we're moving on, and they get Nick Foles from Philly, who mo- a lot of people thought was going to go to the Jets in a in a sign and trade type of uh, of deal for uh, to get that pick. But I gotta think that the value goes up on Nick Foles. The Rams are a good place to land. It's much better than being in New York, right? So, hmm. value's up for Nick Foles. Yeah,
0: you know that's funny, Scott. I, I talked to a, a buddy of mine, and you know I didn't feel that way. And he was like, uh, Bobby, not. He, he's like, uh, Oh yeah, uh, Nick Foles' value it, it's gotta go up. And uh, I was like, No, nah, no, nah, it doesn't. Can't it? Can't. Uh, Nick Foles hasn't proven. He's proven me in one year. One year, he's proven that he can do what he can do. But uh, I don't know. I, you know, that's an interesting situation.
2: Um, other interesting situations. Shane Vereen went to the Giants. We have a funny story on our scout fantasy site. Uh, Shane Vereen to the Giants. The value's up there, right? Belichick no longer in the way. He and Rashad Jennings should form a nice one-two punch. I do like Andre Williams, but that's a different style. They did need a pass-catching type of running back to move the chains. And I got to tell you, Mike, the Giants are doing a lot of right things on that offense, especially when you talk about what the, the synergy that team had at the end of the season. They were really going well. You get Victor Cruz back. You bring in a Shane Vereen; things are going to get pretty interesting. Things are going to get pretty interesting for the Giants, so I'm pretty excited about yeah. Shane Vereen. His value definitely goes well, up. He is no longer shackled you know, by Belichick. Mike, I got to get your thoughts before we talk about Vereen. I got to get your thoughts on Darren McFadden to the Cowboys. Okay, his value's up. Uh, real quick, got to uh, be up from where he was left for dead in Oakland, uh, and he's going to get a yeah. chance. But do you see that as still that timeshare? with he and Ryan Williams and who knows what all else is in, the, in there?
0: You know, when I first saw the trade uh, or the acquisition, I was like, oh, geez, why? Why Why do we need him? Because uh, Joseph Randall is, uh, as long as you don't steal underpants, I mean, he's a good deal. I mean, uh, we got Joseph Randall. He, he's solid. We got a solid offensive line. That's what matters. Um <laughs> Darren McFadden can work, but uh, I just don't like it because we're going to have to draft a running back earlier than what we thought.
2: Bright Side of Life brings up a good point. Look, I think we all know Derrick McFadden. He's a placeholder until Adrian Peterson gets there. Well said, BSOL. Well said. Uh, I, Jerry Jones is not going to let up on the Adrian Peterson move to Dallas. That is going to be his big splash of the year. Even though he loses DeMarco, the vibes will be all right when Adrian Peterson gets into Dallas and puts the star on the helmet. Everything will be right in Dallas, and they'll be ready to go for another deep run into the playoffs. Roy Halute to the Raiders. A lot of people people aren't talking about Roy Halute to the Raiders. They lose Darren McFadden, and that's all they're really talking about. It's Latavius Murray time. I think he makes for a great compliment to Latavius. I think his value goes up. I like Roy Hallou. I think he can be valuable in that system. I see a 50 dumper type season possible for Roy Hallou. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, very possible, but I don't know, man. He's he's really uh he he's gone backwards in the last couple of years, Scott, and that's what scares me.
2: Hmm. I disagree. DeAngelo Williams to the Steelers. I don't know what kind of a value you can put on D'Angelo. However, if you need a week one starter or week two starter, I bet it'll be D Will for Pittsburgh uh with the Le'Veon Bell suspension. So, you know, Mike, you gotta think about the weekend in Vegas when you're when you're drafting your team and you're trying to figure out that uh solution for maybe a bad week. So for example, it happens every year. Thursday night game happens and somebody's yep. value goes in the crapper, right? Last year it was Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy had a horrendous game against the Seattle Seahawks. His draft stock what? went from the fifth or sixth pick in the draft to all the way down I saw him go as late as two five, two six in the draft because nobody wanted – they watched how he was used – They saw that um, Starks came in on every third down and and on on several situations when they were coming from behind. It was it was Starks, James Starks. Everybody was scared to death after they saw one game of Eddie Lacy. Here's a perfect situation when you can draft a D'Angelo Williams. Go ahead and take an Eddie Lacy. You know, in this in this context of this story, it was last year. Right, But you could have right. went ahead and taken and drafted Eddie Lacy, not let his value fall and slip to others, because you're so worried about that week one loss. You know, these are very, you know, it's a short season. 13 weeks is not a it's not a, it's not not a, short season like FFPC or 11-week, but it's a 13-week season. And so you, you drafted D'Angelo Williams late in the draft when nobody else really wants him to get you through that bad first week so you could still take Eddie Lacy. He becomes a target for you. So those are the kinds of things you have to look for when you're drafting after the start of the season like the the world championships when we're drafting in Vegas we're drafting on Saturday 2 days after the first game of the year those points count those points count they right count for everybody yeah exactly. you you can choose to start them if you want you can choose to bench them it's 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 totally up to you in the world championships but because we draft yeah. on the Saturday after so those um, points
0: count, and uh, I found out that I don't really uh, pay any attention to those points and those players that are playing on that Thursday night. That's just me. I, I, I no, pay attention no. to who, who I want and, uh, you know, what I want to get. Uh, you know, like uh, the the freak mode on the Dallas guy, uh, I mean, yeah, he, he got a lot of points, and what happened – not much Ogletree, so Ogletree, it, yeah,
2: I remember Ogletree. Yeah,
0: Kevin, Kevin Ogletree, Kevin Ogletree. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he, he went, went off against, his, uh, against the against the yeah. Thir- yeah, 30-something fantasy points, and boom, yeah. next thing you know, I mean, I was there in Vegas with you guys, and, I, and man, he yeah. was going off the board. Second round, third round, I'm going, oh, okay, take him. <laughs>
2: Um, back, to the, back, to, back to free agency, 9.52, eight minutes left to go on the show. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. The tight ends, amazing turnover at the top of the tight end uh, position, other than Rob Gronkowski and Travis Kelsey. Jimmy Graham, Julius Thomas, Jordan Cameron, all on different teams now. Julius Thomas to the Jaguars, value down, obviously. You move from Peyton to Bortles, that'll have an impact. I think he will have a good season, but it won't be great many less touchdowns playing with Blake Bortles uh, in that offense. So that's a a guarantee. Jimmy Graham to the Seahawks, again, value down. You cannot leave Drew Brees, no matter how talented you are. Right. And you're a great pass-catching, dunking tight end, Jimmy Graham. But your value is going down when you move from Drew Brees to Russell Wilson. And then Jordan Cameron to the Dolphins, I think that's kind of a lateral move. I don't think the value changes much at all there. I wanna say his value yep. went up. But he but he was already a top five tight end in Cleveland and in it didn't really matter what quarterback was throwing the ball. So Tannehill, yes, he's a better quarterback, uh but Jordan Cameron's issue is he has to stay healthy. <laughs> That's the bottom line. Yeah. Yeah, no question uh, Anthony Fasano to the Titans non-story. Scott Chandler to the Patriots. That's interesting, Mike, because uh, Gronkowski has a history of not staying healthy, and Chandler is a nice red zone threat. So Scott Chandler to the Patriots. They've, they're still looking for that Aaron Hernandez, right? They loved when they had Gronk and Hernandez there, and they've always and, and Tim Wright. God love him, he was not that guy. But Scott Chandler to the Patriots. He's going to get more snaps than Tim Wright this year. So yeah, I would think he, so. He should be.
0: I'd like to talk about a couple of tight ends that uh, really uh, sure. they they you know, they uh Niles Fall. I I am yep. looking at Niles Fall at Washington. Uh mm-hmm. that's very interesting, uh because, you know, that's a three year deal and they're gonna pay him a little bit of money here. Uh another one is an old guy, Owen Daniels, with Denver. How interesting is that going to be, Owen Daniels with Denver?
2: I'm not real sure. I I I think the upside is there. The value definitely is up, but I'm not buying, per se, unless I have a team that's really ready to win now in Dynasty. Uh, for me, I'm not going to be targeting Owen Daniels. He's just a little too old in the tooth for my taste. And you also like. have weapons there. Virgil Green is a guy that I think could really thrive in Denver's offense and be the guy – that replaces Julius Thomas. Virgil Green could be that guy. We've been we've been waiting for him to have an opportunity. I think he made Julius Thomas expendable, to be honest with you. I really do. I yeah. think they kind of kept him. They kept him kind of uh on the bench but because Julius was doing so well, but I think he made him expendable. So it'll be interesting to see that. I do like the Miles Paul signing for Washington. I thought it made a lot of sense yeah. to lock him up. The one team I'm surprised we haven't heard a peep from is the Atlanta Falcons. You would have thought yeah, that they would no, have created one of these stuff I mean, look at all the tight ends there. Graham, Thomas, Cameron, Daniels, Tosano, Chandler. Yeah, you're right. Any you're of right. those would be a massive upgrade for Matt Ryan. So, uh, now what are you saying? Are you going to just bring in a, a, a rookie from the draft? It's very disappointing off season for the Falcons. It's been very quiet for a team that just did yeah. not do well. And they let Harry Douglas get away. They let yeah. Harry Douglas get away to the right.
0: Yeah. yeah, that is surprising. They, they've been very quiet. That surprises me.
2: Well, look, everybody, really glad that you came uh, for Red versus Blue tonight. There are Dynasty teams available in the Dynasty Football World Championship. I want to make one last comment. We are pushing for the National Draft Day Weekend live show in Las Vegas, August 22nd, uh, after the third preseason, the, the third preseason week of the season. We're pushing for the National Fantasy Draft Day Weekend in Las Vegas. 12 of the best fantasy players in the world. Coming out to Vegas, all expenses paid. So if you play in the FFWC and you are interested in being part of this amazing event that will be televised, it will be televised, uh, definitely send your information in to me. Let me know that you're interested. We're going to invite 12 of the very best fantasy footballers in the world to come out to Vegas and drafted an amazing, incredible weekend. Uh, it's going to be fun. We, this concept has been floated around for years, Mikey, and we never thought it was going to get off the ground. Wow, good. that sounds like day, a
0: hell of an opportunity.
2: At the end of the day, the ink is not dry, so it may not get done now. Uh, but we really feel good about this. Scout feels good about this. The sponsors feel good about this. You know what, what, what happens, though. When it's time to sign the check, will the sponsors believe that there's enough love in fantasy football that we want to see the real drafters draft. We don't want the celebrity journalists and all the, the entertainment tonight people drafting Frank Gore in the first round because they love Frank Gore, right? We want the best. If we're going to learn before our big draft, we want to learn from the very best drafters and we want to have good fantasy people interviewing in between and breaking down the draft as it's taking place. Like we've never done before. It's never been done. Everything you've seen on TV is an absolute joke. This would be a testament to the industry and how far we've came.
0: Nothing more bugs me than hearing the, the locals talk about. Well, this is who you need to start. Well, you need to start this guy. You need to start that guy. You need to set this guy. No, this would be th- this would be an awesome event. August twenty second. Oh, I hope it comes to fruition, Scott, because uh, and get some of the best minds and the greatest guys and uh, gals and who, whoever you never know. And uh, just let them have fun. That would be awesome.
2: All right, guys, thank you very much. Uh, PGA Golf going on. Make sure you're checking out the uh, the NHL and DFS picks that we've been putting on the website every day. NBA, D, uh, NBA NHL, MLB uh, are all gonna MLB going to be on. MLB and,
0: NBA, and, NBA. and, and BBN. Don't forget BBN.
2: Yeah. B-B-N. You, you don't need any more help with that <laughs> concern. Everybody, thanks for being here. It's been great. <laughs> Uh, Free agent Frenzy is almost uh, cleaning things up. All the big names are pretty much gone, but it will continue. Come back to Scout every day. Use the code REDBLUE3 to get three months for the price of one. We'll see you guys next week.
1: You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time.